because I've spent so much time during my career in Europe covering the PGA European Tour and uh, I've always enjoyed Europe from the point of view of you know the different cultures the different food you eat but more importantly the people we've uh, met uh, in Europe over the years so so many people were so helpful and I think that was one of the great things about being in Europe we all we were all different but we were all alike. It was, as Sevi used to say, a real family. As a matter of fact, uh, getting this uh, PGA of Europe's award, which pleases me greatly, it's, it completes the set because I've been awarded uh, achievement status from the PGA of America. I've had one from the PGA in Britain, and now the PGAs of Europe. So uh, I've completed the set. I've done the hat trick. I've been able to work in papers, write books, in television and in radio. I mean, to be able to work in all these medium uh, is uh, quite something. But uh, I've been able somehow to scratch my way through and do them all, which makes me really, uh, I suppose, a wee bit unusual. But I was particularly de delighted about uh, my, co my work with the Golf Channel in America because uh, it meant that what we were doing on the Golf Channel was bringing to the Americans knowledge of the European players uh, whom they really didn't know all that well. Another colleague of mine, uh, Goran Zakrisen, who is also getting an award, which pleases me very much indeed, he was, uh, he, he was a, a great help as well. Well, there you go. That's as much as uh, you know I can find in a short space of time since I've learned of the passing of the great Renton Laidlaw. And so it's a very sad day in the golfing media when one of the greats of the game calling, it's a, a voice that we all grew up with, watching tournaments all around the world in Australia. Brenton Laidlaw commentated out here in Australia at the Masters many, many, many times with Bruce Young and many others. But, uh, yeah, Renton Laidlaw, the great man from Scotland, passed away in Dundee. Today, uh, he was admitted to uh, the hospital in Dundee uh, with uh, COVID-19 on the weekend and unfortunately at the age of 82, we lost the great Renton Laidlaw. So a sad day for uh, golfing media and uh, you know, for golf fans all around the world. He uh, a big part of my golfing life in the formative years um, listening. Obviously, as a, a Scottish person in Australia, the Scottish accent always stood out. How about you, boys? Uh, and welcome back. Uh, missed you last week, uh, fellas, but uh, Rocket and Magic Mike. How are you guys? You all right? Rocket, go to you first. I'm good. I, and big, this is this is the byproduct of my 10-week hiatus. I'm going strong, staying off the socials. Oh, I didn't know he passed away. Well, it, was only today, it was only like 10 hours ago or so that uh, the news broke of uh, Renton's passing. But, uh, yeah. About didn't. And, you know, so I hear his voice and I think of, you know, everyone's heard me bang on about this, the old the old Sun Tory world match play. Mm. Like he was pretty much the preeminent voice of that every year. Um, and and if it wasn't that, it was the, the Dunhill Cup back then when it was the country teams event. And that's, that's what his voice... Um, that's what that's what I remember. And then the the other event that I think he did when he would come out here, he would do the do the uh, Australian Masters. Yep. He'd do the Australian Masters. So you'd have like him and him and Jack Newton going back and forth, and it was just like that's that's like my childhood, and like some of the happiest times watching some of the greatest players play some of the great courses. What about you, Mike? You're a little younger than uh, younger than me. Maybe uh, similar age to Rocket, or something. a bit younger. How do you remember the great Renton Laidlaw? Yeah, I think definitely from the Aussie Masters was the first place that I can think of. But I think today it was probably uh, like it obviously only just happened late today for us. Um, 
the respect and the the people that were just showing their respect to him was probably telling of how big a personality and how big he was in the game. Like it was not just the Europeans, it was the US, it was all people from all around the world. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was good to see. Yeah, absolutely. And on a personal note for us, you know, I broke the news to my dad. I rang him earlier on and I said, oh, did you hear the news about Brenton Laidlaw? And, you know, my dad had the uh, great pleasure and occasion to, to meet and spend some time in Renton's company when Renton was here on a holiday as a sister lives in Sydney. And uh, Renton came up to the Hunter Valley and was staying at Cypress Lakes. And as all you know, Scottish, Scott, Scots, Scottish people and Scotsmen of note who are of the golfing fraternity uh, were always ushered around to Tyrrell's to see my old man. So Renton was ushered around there. We've got a Scotsman around there to fill you up with some wine. And uh, he had the great pleasure to spend some time in Renton's company who duly wrote him a nice letter as um, all the great orators do seem to be writing great letter writers. So I sent my dad off in a scurry tonight to see if he could find that letter that Renton wrote him. And funnily enough, um, in a other small turn, he didn't know Renton's sister, but Renton's sister went to the same school as my dad in Edinburgh. So, but it, Renton Laidlaw started, you know, writing the pink pages. The pink pages, if you're in Edinburgh, you know, my, my grandmother would used to send my mum and dad the pink pages. She would save them all up, roll them up in brown paper, and send them out. And you know, Renton crafted his uh, you know, journalism career at the pink pages, then moved on to the Edinburgh Times or the Evening News. Sorry, and. You know, if you go to Edinburgh, you know, you always get sent out with 35p. I don't know how much that it might even be a pound now, but you'd go to the shop that's on every second corner, grab the evening news, bring it back for your grandma or your granddad or your dad or your father-in-law or whatever it was, and uh, then he crafted his way and then moved into you know, radio and television. So anyway, sad day for golf media. Mm. There it is. How are you guys? Uh, what's happening in the world of golf? Can I just do a little bit of housekeeping? I just want to say a massive thank you to all of the listeners who tuned into the episode that we only put out on Friday night for Old Salty. Now, I recorded the Old Salty episode a few weeks ago at the start of the lockdown, and, you know, one thing led to another. We were always doing something each week, and I knew I had to put a little bit of attention into the editing process. I wanted to get it right. You know, there wasn't much editing required, but I just wanted to spend time, reabsorb the Old Salty story and uh, get the edit right. So it took a couple of weeks, but by jingoes, when we got it out there, uh, the, the, the feedback's been astounding. Uh, both at our end, uh, but also at the old salty end, the people that have reached out to the old salty guys that are now a little bit more closer to the old salty family. You know, they've heard about the people that's, who who are old salty. Um, so anyone that's listened to that episode, I really do appreciate it because it rocketed us up the charts. You know, we're sitting up there amongst uh, the heights of Rick Shields and all of those other big dollar podcasts in the Australian charts. We rocketed up there, which is uh, not what we do it for but it's nice to know that people are listening it was a great story and i listened to it back in the car going into the city yesterday and uh <laughs> charlie and dan great guys and yeah for, for those of us that like the retro gear um it was a good listen i don't know have you guys had a chance to listen to it yet you can be I'll, you can be honest if you haven't <laughs> no i've listened to the first five minutes i haven't listened to it yet no it's on the it's on the list of things to do in the next two or three days I, I haven't. I've got a few pressing projects to protect the world at the moment. Well, you guys are off. You guys are off the hook, Mike. You're always, you're always about three weeks behind on, on the podcast, and you've got so many to listen to. So, uh, you'll, but anyway, thank you to everyone, um, and shout out to the old salty guys. We might get them back on again. Um, any other housekeeping guys? I got a new Peninsula Kingswood hat, uh, maroon and white. It's my favourite uh, soccer team uh, colour in, in Edinburgh. So that's why I've got it on tonight, sitting in front of the background here of uh, the Royal and Ancient. Royal and Ancient, they've been uh, busy. They've been busy rolling back some more rules. Hmm. Yes. What do we so, think? About, what do we think about that? I don't, I don't know. I think uh, I think that's a question for someone like Matt Mollica. I don't. I don't know enough. Oh, you would know. I would. What, what like was the I, rule? The the shaft length. It's gone to a standard or, or a maximum shaft length. Is that right, Ross? It has. Yeah, forty six yeah. inches is going to be the maximum shaft length that's uh, legally allowed to be played. Uh, from January 1, 2022, uh, legally allowed to be built. Is that all, is that all clubs? Yep, uh, except the putter. I think the except the putter is that's the. So they haven't changed anything. So it's it going to stop Phil and Bryson using their forty-eight inches and that sort of thing. That, that's a gimmick. Well, it's a gimmick. Well, your boy, your boy Phil and your boy Bryson have been outspoken in their uh, vitriol mm. for against uh, this uh, rural introduction. Pip, pip. Snout in the trough. Who cares? 
I think this is what this is actually this just validates why why I'm ten weeks sober from social media because like the, those two just uh, sometimes they oh, look everyone knows I love Phil but you know being outspoken about this like I don't know go find a pair of clown shoes and go walk around a street I don't know it's just stupid well it's all about you know them trying to that's what one thing they can do to try and protect the game, you know, the ball going further and et cetera, and you know, protect not making the wedging out. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh. I was thinking you said Phil and Bryce were protecting the game. Yeah. <laughs> They're growing but, the game. Yeah, well, um, so that's that's all part of that, you know. It's it's just not even picking the edge off the scab sort of thing to, to do to fix it. But, Rocket, I think we need to find you an assistant. If, there, if there's anyone out there that wants to give Rocket a daily, you know, Social media, golf media rundown without having <laughs> oh a summary, yeah, a summary. Yeah, okay. maybe maybe they do me like a you know like a bit of a shorthand. That's it. You know, here's a at at, at you know between the hours of um, eight and nine, here's the three dumbest things that JT Bryson and Phil have posted. The exact summary of uh, social media. <laughs> That's it. Just fax it in. Because okay, we, we... I'll, 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 if someone wants to volunteer we to need... be my my daily summary digest person i'll quite happily what? give them my email so they can just okay, post so, it in every day so here's what's in it for you you get access to rocket's personal email wow <laughs> <laughs> um I, I can throw in you know for whatever new t-shirt design comes up with and uh you know we're too far out of reach there but we're still running with the original the og mlog black on white or yeah white on black t-shirt you will get the first dibs at every merch release uh, as rocket's personal <laughs> Um, social media download liaison officer (laughs) and every sticker that we produce you'll obviously get a sticker pack Um, Mike can you throw anything else into you know because we need Rocket up to date with this stuff I know maybe maybe some maybe some secret tips secret tips yeah yeah yeah, that's it no once a a month I I still forget monthly magic no, that's it. Oh, I'm happy to send you the tips out. No worries. No, I, I actually always forget. And then I see something on socials and I think to message you about it, to have a chat, and then I realise you probably haven't even seen it. So no. I send it to you. <laughs> it's very rare that you've seen it. Very rare. Unless, um, who was it? Someone had beat me to the punch the other day. Pulse. Pulse, Pulse yeah, had Pulse, beat me Pulse. to the punch. He got, he got you by 30 seconds. <laughs> it's like when, when I broke the news of Renton Laidlaw to my dad, my dad went, oh. Well, it'll take a, it'll take a while to get that for that news to reach their snark. It's like that. it's like rocket. Oh, I have no social media. You know, I'm not knowing what's going on in the golfing world. Anyway. It's quite it's quite blissful, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Uh, so anyway, the Rara and I have been busy with the USJ, and they've got together and they've rolled back the maximum length of the driver, and that's creating a bit of a furor out there amongst all the people who some people don't even know what the maximum length of a driver is, uh, but it creates a furor for them anyway. Um, what else has been happening, gents? Uh, JT and um, Caddy split finally, so officially this is week one of Bones and Bones and JT on tour. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, yeah, I think he'd been with Jimmy for a long time. So um, JT was pretty quick to come out and say, "Look, before you even start, I didn't sack him. He's decided that this is not for him anymore. He's going to do something else." Well, well it was like. Um, so I just don't know which one I was listening to, but they said that he retired. So it was almost like the same, but he'd been out on tour for 30 something odd years Mm. and it was pretty much the same as, um, um, what's his name? Um, Bryson's one, Tim. So, yeah, there was, you know, everyone, even me loved to play it up that, you know, his caddy just basically up and left him, but, um, he kind of retired the first time Mm. because he was going to start up the whole um he had all these tours and and other stuff for, at bandon because he's a, originally like a bandon caddy so he's going back there to just basically lean on all of his um contacts and stuff like that to just you know make a living just being a a tour tour guide dude down at bandon you know yeah how good how good is that hmm. and then and then um jimmy's probably doing the same thing you think you know it's 30 odd years on tour and yeah, you only have to see. You know, Bones has been off tour for nearly four years and had two knee recos. Hmm. Well, I think um, 
I'm sure there was a period only in the last couple of years where where Jimmy had taken a break and J, uh, JT pulled Bones in for a couple of rounds. Yep. Um, and he's got in the contract that says he's, he can still do commentary the weeks that he's not on the bags, which JT would have a pretty lean uh, schedule versus a lot of players because he doesn't have to play every week. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be really beneficial. I think Bones is obviously a, a you know a class caddy is one of the best um, to ever do it. So you can't hurt. I tell you what, it's really put me in a really compromising position. <laughs> one of the people I probably dislike the most <laughs> with probably one of my favorite caddies of all time. Yeah. I'm, I'm torn. I'm literally <laughs> torn. Like, I like is- JC. We went through this the other week. I actually, I really like JC. I think, I think when he's playing his best golf, he's something else. Still a tool. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you try and put your mind's eye. You know, I think people think, oh, that'd be a glamorous life, the, the caddy life, you know, caddying on tour, earning, you know, remember Stevie Williams. Stevie Williams was New Zealand's highest paid sports person for a long time there. Um, yeah, they think it's quite luxurious, but you know, I know uh, Dom Azapati's just recently jetted off to the states yesterday, and he's going to spend uh, the next period with Lucas, take him back to uh, Dubai and finish all the Dubai thing, and try and you know end up well top fifty to qualify off the Masters. Not sure how that's uh, going at the moment, but you know, one of the premises around that was sending his caddy um, uh, Pewy, who lives in uh, Pewy, is based out of. Brunei, so his home is Brunei. So he's been shacked up with, you know, Herbie's flatmate for a while. Um, so it's his way, of, only way of him getting a break is for Dom. His to go home is in Brunei. Yeah, I think so. Through he's, he spent a lot of time in Malaysia, so he's you know his life was around there, um, you know, as an expat. So I'm not sure the exact connection, but I'm pretty sure it's Brunei or Malaysia or one of those countries in that sort of part of the world. Um, that's his home, and his wife's there, and all that sort of thing. So it's it's been tough, you know. He's been away for. Umpteen, umpteen, umpteen weeks. I wonder when, like, sort of JT, you know, who obviously travels at another level um, to the likes of a Herbie or any of the, you know, those other guys that we sort of talk about, would would Bones fly on JT's plane or, or on his net jets or whatever? Or would they go together or do, or do the caddies just have to do their own yeah, thing? Yeah, sometimes. Then, yeah. 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 I think it's not sometimes. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Not all the time. That's what I'm my belief. Because Bones is. Bones is um, he lives in um, Scottsdale, yeah. Arizona. And where does JT live? Florida. Uh, swamp. Yeah. Yeah, right. But okay. I think as well, I mean, even forgetting a top, top tier guy like Bones, I think um, general rule is most of the time if there's an easy way to do it and they're going to the next tournament the next week, then they probably go together. If they've got a week off, even if they're going to the same place, there's probably a chance they're not traveling together if one's going private. Um, I listened to a solid podcast, actually, I think it was yesterday or today with Joe, who's the caddy for, um, I can't remember his name right now because I'm going absolutely crazy. Um, Californian one. Uh, oh, Max. Max Homer. Oh, uh, yeah, Max Joe. Homer's caddy. Yeah, yeah Joe. <laughs> so he was talking about traveling around and expenses versus um, Joel Damon's caddy. And so um, who's absolutely mad. He he would spend, as in Joe would normally spend on a week for, say, staying somewhere for the week. He might spend $500 to $1,000 to stay, whereas Gino, who called caddies for Joel, um, could probably do the same but tries to go as cheap as possible. So he might stay somewhere for $100 total for the week in terrible, terrible places. Um, so their budgets are quite different. They're probably, you know, not too far. Max would have made a bit more money now because he's won a couple of times, but... Yeah, they're all doing different things, but someone like Bones, you would think, can pretty much do whatever he wants. Well, well, Max and Max and Joe actually do; they do a lot together because hmm. they're high school buddies. Correct. Yeah, they so talked a bit about I, that. There's some, there's some. There's some really. I've heard some really good stories from Max when he's talked about um, Joe had set up a place at a friend of his, and they were like sharing a bunk. <laughs> like the kids' bedroom or something like that yep. for a tournament just so yep. they could save money. That's it. And I think then if you're not on the PGA Tour, that's the stuff you're doing. It's not the it's not the same world, is it? No. No. And, yeah, and it is. A lot of the caddies, there's, there's like, um, you know, you hear all the stories of the caddies. They'll have like a 
kind of their own little groups. Yeah. And they'll go to tournaments. They'll have a share house together. Yeah. Um, and they'll have cookouts and all that sort of stuff because the players will go off and do their own kind of things. Yeah. So the caddies will just hang around and they'll tell stories and like they're the ones you actually probably want to interview the most because some of their stories would be just gold. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. gold. No, the sub, I mean, Colt knows gets on, on subpar a bit because obviously he's been around the tour for a long time. He's had uh, Gino and um, he's had a few other caddies as well and they've always, yeah, like you said, they're all pretty relaxed, relaxed people. You know, it's good. Uh, just a shout out to a couple of my favourite caddies uh, and if you want to listen to a podcast that is brought to you by caddies, uh, about caddies, uh, that's the Real Life uh, Glorified Donkey or Real Life Caddy podcast. Uh, big Gordon over there who caddies out of uh, Pebble Beach. Now, you had mentioned before, you know, the guy that would ship up to Bandon Dunes and, you know, caddy for people up there. You know, he if he's anything like Gordon, and Gordon's pretty well known, um, Gordon doesn't line up in the in the caddy line up to do those sorts of gigs. You know, he's, he's booked, you know, he's got all the corporates, uh, friends of corporates, you know, he, he's just only works by booking at either Pebble Beach or the other course across the road and he's just lines up by bookings and he does his podcast and all that sort of thing. So shout out to Big Gordon, uh, fine Scotsman, but also shout out to um, someone who you came across, Small World, this golf, uh, golf world, is it not, Mike? Uh, it is. got a little hat here. Uh, you, you, you guys can see it. Um, can you see that? Uh, Shore, Ac- Shore Acres. There's my Shore Acres hat, Rocket, just to make you jealous because I know you'd be a Shore Acres fan. Oh, my God. Uh, big Robbie McKnight, who's um, another fine Scottish caddy that uh, caddies at Shore Acres. Uh, there's a hat that he sent me. Uh, Robbie McKnight's a great man. Uh, was a pro at one stage. Wonderful, wonderful, beautiful golf swing. Um, but uh, you you guys have actually met him, Mike. You, I, we did. I, I got a message from Robbie when he was going into the Masters on uh, when were you there? What year was it? 2019. 2019. I got a message from Robbie. He's going into the Masters. He says, I'm going to propose to my missus today. It's a big day. So, oh, mate, good luck with that. He, yep. then, he then goes on and tees up Christian Hafer, yep. who gets the photo of the tournament, you know, who well publicized photo of Robbie proposing to his missus. Many years, you know, two more years roll down the track. You and I go for a game of golf with Nick. Down at Peninsula, yeah. I po- I post a picture of me, you, uh, Nick, and um, Conrad, and Conrad with Jeff Ogilvy at Charity Day. Robbie says, "Oh, I know that guy in the picture, the little guy. I played golf with him." <laughs> what? That's it. <laughs> we played at Palmetto on the. We played at Palmetto on the Thursday, and then turned up to the Masters on Friday, and it's obviously no phones, no nothing. So. Um, we'd sort of been slumming it around Amen Corner and um, Doc bumped in, Nick bumped into Bobby and they're chatting away and his wife goes away to get him a beer and he says, I'm just letting you know, boys, no, at, at literally when the day's over, I'm proposing to my wife at Amen Corner. We're like, fantastic. We might come back down and watch from the from the stands and um, it was a bit of a rain delay so we all got mixed up. But, yeah, it was funny because, yeah, it became follow each other on Instagram as you do. And then, yeah, two years later, I'm chatting to you and I'm thinking, how does Ross know this bloke that I met, <laughs> Scottish bloke that I met in America? There you go. Us Scots stick together. Uh, that's, you do. Anyway, there's some caddy stories for you. That was uh, totally uh, on the unplanned, planned, unplanned script. Uh, caddy stories. Um, there you go. Anything else happened in the world of golf? Who's won the tournaments? Uh, I watched a little bit of the European tour. I saw Rafa Cabrera Beo. He uh, did. Salute. He tried as he sometimes does tried very hard to not salute um but he, he by the time i woke up after falling asleep he had picked up the check and the trophy and uh, skedaddled uh, home winner in in spain in, in madrid there yeah and he um it was one of those weeks where john ram turns up it's pretty hard to not be the favorite when he's playing in america and so when he's turned up to europe um yeah, people went mad. So he was probably the shortest price favourite from Tiger days. Mm. But people were like, wowee. And then I have a funny feeling he might have been four, five, six under through the front nine and the price was unbackable. So the the, the betting public around the world were like, wowee, the odds are, are, are silly. Um, and, yeah, the smart people 
probably started shopping elsewhere. And yeah, two rounds later, he probably was just a little bit off the off the off it. And I know a friend of mine um, bet Rafa Cabrera Bray around eighty or ninety to one after round two. So yeah, it's a um, it was a it was a funny tournament. But yeah, I think once he sort of got there, like you said, he looked like he should win. But um, he has a habit of just not being able to close, but got it done, which is good. Yeah. And it was to un un I know I know say say his name uh, uh, in he finished second, who'd been playing um Arnis or something like I that. I know yeah I, so he Adriano yeah. yeah yeah so and he'd been um a bit off the map this year so he he'd lost a little bit of or lost a lot of uh, form and then to to sort of get up the pointy end of game was good to see as well. Uh, very good. Now, anything else? Uh, what about the the um, PGA Tour? The PGA Tour. Did you have a win? I did have a win. I did have a win, but we didn't record last week. So I will say to anyone, if you listen to my tips from the week prior, my number one pick was Sung Jaim. And he did win the week after, and he was my pick again. And I did win. Uh, PK, he he um, he got the message. Um, and there's a couple of other people that saw it, um, which is good. So hopefully they, they're very happy. So you're saying we missed... So the week before, last week we didn't record. We were didn't record. The week before you said Sunday M. So that therefore means it's an automatic carryover, oh. even unannounced to this to that week. So therefore you won, right? Uh, it's not an, it's certainly not an automatic carryover. It just happens that he's, he stacked up well again at the Shriners. So he was in my picks again. And again, he was the, the if he wasn't the top pick, he was in top two. Um, and he won. He was paying about $30. So... Was a um yeah it was a good week it was right. a good week it was a good week to see um a couple of people play well that hadn't been playing well one of them was uh, Rockets boy the Wolfman um he's finding some form the last two weeks which is good to see there's a couple of Rockets boys up in this top echelon of the there is Mark Leachman again another solid week from from him with an eight and, under final round and, and the, the the real silver. <laughs> Not the silver Olympic medalist. I'll tell you what, as someone who had money on Sung Jae-im, watching that final round and once I got out of bed and seeing the silver medalist at seven under on the day, uh, I was getting very nervous. One, because I thought I was going to lose and two, I was going to have to hear from you, which wasn't going to be ideal. Will the real Rory please stand up? Please stand up. And then... um, yeah, Sanjay just went. I think I sent you a message. He went unconscious. He literally, I think, was eight or nine under through twelve and and put it to bed. And and the guys that were chasing like Wolf just couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't keep up, and they were a bit shaky, and it was over. All I can say is it's good to see the Wolf Pack back for the last couple of weeks. You know, he's been quite beautiful. Thing is, he's been quite public about his battles and struggles, yep. um, and you know, effectively his game just sort of went off the planet and whatever he's been doing off and away from the course to get himself kind of ready mentally and stuff like that, it's really good to see that translate into really good form last week. And yes, even though he didn't win, like it's he's finished second, right? He, mm-hmm. he's, he should be taking a truckload of confidence and thinking, you know, new year on the tour, off to a really good start and yep. he just needs to just continue with this, not put too much pressure on himself and just go and just just be Matty Wolf. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. It was really good to see. Um, Taylor Mate actually put out a really good video this morning um, or yesterday and it was one of those ones that they shoot at the start of the season with the they get all their, their top, top, you know, half a dozen players into the, the Taylor Made um, site in the US. And they had them on the driving range, um, and it was just great. If you like, if you like golf, which I'm sure everyone listening does, uh, and you want to watch Wolf, Morikawa, DJ, Fleetwood, um, Tiger, and uh, DJ, yeah, six of them, yeah, um, just standing there. And I was, my wife walked in, and she's looking at me like, "What are you watching?" And I'm like, "It's six really good golfers on the driving range for 40 minutes," <laughs> and she's like. Why, why would you watch it? I said, like, it's fascinating. Like, look at this bloke on the end, Matthew Wolf. He won't shut up. He looks nervous. 
Tiger hasn't said a word. We've it's been going ten minutes. You know, uh, Rory, sorry, Rory and Fleetwood are at the other end, and then there's DJ. I don't even know. I think he knows what clubs in his hand, and he's just hitting it, and he's just enjoying life, just couldn't care less, and just watching the personalities. You could give him a left-handed club, and he would just go, "Oh, (laughs) that's it." Still stripe it, and they're talking. And they were. This is when all the the new stuff had come out, the sim stuff. So you know, they're they're pumping it up a little bit and hitting different balls and hitting different shots, and and the banter was great. Like it's honestly, it was. I was mesmerized. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. There's a number of little shorts that they've made out of that, but there's one that sticks out to me where they had to do a Happy Gilmore, yeah, and 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 Tigers (laughs) last, and like, yeah, they all slice. Duck hook, you know, yeah. there's not really anyone that's really great. I think maybe Colin might have been the best one. And then Tiger just walks up and Happy Gilmore smokes it. That's it. Great. <laughs> that's it. Oh, this one's a driving distance. So um, Colin's, you know, trying to wind up Rory sort of saying, you know, this is into the wind and you do hit it pretty high. I might be a chance here. And Rory's just like, no, no, you're not, you're not a chance. Oh, <laughs> that's I'm, good. Yeah, I'm the best driver on the planet. <laughs> Correct. Get out of my way, little man. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, well, it was good. <laughs> it always gives us something to talk about when the silver medalist uh, is up there, it, and it's mm. yeah, he he's a polarizing person, you know, from everything that I've sort of heard around. Not no much that I've heard around the traps, but you know, people love him or hate him. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's pretty well known. Um, but just proves stick at your guns. You can keep playing until you, you look know, at his last eighteen months. Yeah, it's been great. Um, mm. It's been awesome. Better than the other Rory. Sorry that oh. I didn't. We didn't have a top Scott market uh, last week. If anyone does follow the top Scott, and I don't think that is anyone, um, if you were waiting for me to pick Martin Laird as the top Scott, well, he was, and funnily, funnily enough, he made the cut and well made the cut. He finished T eleven. Uh, oh, he's, he's won this one twice. Yeah, actually, so he has the, uh, the Shriners. Yes, of course he has. So he likes it here. He's uh, going to uh, tie the because uh, Jim Furyk is the only, has won it three times, I think. So he's. He was going to, you know, try and see if he could tie Jim Fury for most wins at the uh, old Las Vegas Invitational. Okay, well, he fell short, but the other, uh, the 50-50 each way, um, Rusty Knox, uh, he missed the cut. Um, there you go. Um, what else? Phil. Phil had a win. Your boy, talking about Phil, um, who's up in arms with the uh, USGA Did RNA. He? Yeah, Phil had a win. On what tour? Seniors. Yeah. Okay, so, but, but what golf tour? Champions Tour? Champions Tour. I don't know. I don't know. His sponsors it. Don't even know. I, I don't even understand what you're saying. I, the the words, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. Jim Furyk's event. It was his own hosted event. Yep. It's literally. Oh, so a pro-am. It, it's effectively a, a, like an ATM for him for the next couple of years, I reckon. Champions Tour, please. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot think of something more boring. I don't mind watching it, but I I think I I think I'd, ra- I'd rather watch eighteen holes of JT. <laughs> He's really not in your good books. Um, I can watch the Champions Tour for, and it's obviously only three round tournaments, but I might watch it for a little bit here and there if it's coming in or coming out of PGA Tour coverage. But I probably find it most enjoyable because it was when I first started really watching golf, so twenty years ago. So. You know, Bob Estes, Scott McCarran, Len Matisse. When I see those guys and I'm like, oh, how good is this? I remember this guy. He was he was great. <laughs> I, I can't. I literally can't watch it. I've tried so many times. And even the one that Phil, his first event, I watched yep. two holes. And it's like, I just can't. I'm like, it's not doing anything for me. Yeah. The course, the players, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I'm like, Champions Tour, like, like there's a look, there's a few senior players that probably just need to make a little bit of extra coin. Yeah, oh, I get it. But there's a heap there that purely it's just how do I lean up against a wall and have this ATM spit money out into my wallet? That's what they're doing. Like some of these guys are just top line players, and it, all it's done is fed the top line players continued wallet. Mm. And it and then you know I look at something like the Corn Ferry Tour. And you think about the the money that these guys play for, which is oh, less than beans. Yeah. And then you look at the the women's tour as well. Like it's just it's the PGA tour are the ones that are funding effectively funding this. The sponsors that they're consuming, sure, a lot of them are you know selling, you know, 
elderly men products yep. and stuff like that, like the Cola Guard the other week. Um, so the Colon Classic. And um, But the thing is, though, it's still eyeballs and sponsors' dollars that are just going to you know, retirement funds. And it's yeah. like there's other parts of the game that just should be it's just saturation. No, you, you wouldn't mind seeing it going to the to the Corn Ferry or the LPGA tour. I 100% agree with that. The, um, and the seniors tour almost has as many events during the year as the normal hmm. one. It, it used to be only like 20 something yeah. events. Yeah. Now it's like nearly 35 to 40. Yeah. They took a, they definitely took that extended break over COVID, but no, they're still going. Um I uh, saw so Apples is out there now. I reckon Apples is, has joined up in the last month. So he's out there. Him, it's him and Bobby. Him and Bobby. Yep. The old uh, Vic Institute of Sport boys. That's it. So, um, yeah, look, I'll try. I'll keep, keep in touch with those sorts of guys. But, yeah. So the, Other than that. So the event on the Corn Ferry Tour in September. Oh, that was a tour championship. No, sorry. What's, I'm just trying to look at the normal purse. So the normal purse is like six and 700,000. On the Corn Ferry Tour, mm-hmm. yeah, and last weekend's purse in uh, on the PJ Champions Tour was two million. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you've got. Yeah. It was a came down to the last green. You know, Phil Miguel Angel Jimenez um, lipped out for a fifty foot bomb. Had he put that in, it would have forced Phil to have to um, hold that putt to win. Um, he held the putt anyway. So uh, anyway, Miguel Angel Jimenez. That's the mechanic. They love the mechanic. Yeah. Anyway, well, Rocket, I don't mind watching some of the old guys, but uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. You're right. If the PGA Tour could share some of the money around to the future of the game and the development of the game, uh, it might give a few more younger guys a bit more of a leg up and a different pathway. Who knows? Yep. Uh, what about, did you have any um, action on the ladies? Uh... No, I did watch a little bit of the ladies this week. Um, I think I'd mentioned to you guys, the week prior, I saw that Minji was playing in Korea. And then this week she was playing in New York. So that was a solid run for her. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention last week was I, I'd never seen any. I'd never seen anything like it. Uh, I don't know if you guys had, but... Minji was in a, a playoff and they were going up 18. It was a par five, but it was a, a driver three wood wedge par five um, for the two girls. And they played it the first time round in the playoff and they both made par. The second time around, they both made par. And as they're walking off the green, someone comes up and starts chatting to them and they start moving the hole. So in the middle of the playoff on the same hole, the 18th hole, they recut the hole in a different part of the green. And then they went back up to 18. They said, this is where it is. It's 12 on and 15 from the left. And they sent them, sent them back up. But where they moved it to was kind of like front centre, almost like an easier spot where you could possibly make it. And effectively where of the shots that they'd hidden in the playoff previously, the ball had gone nearly nearly every time. So what happens? Um, I think her name was Song. She, she hit it to about... She nearly jarred it from for, for a third for eagle from about 100 metres. But she ended up making birdie. Minji just slipped out to miss out. That was two weeks ago. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't didn't watch a lot of it this week. Did they give you any feedback as to why they were changing the whole position between holes? The commentator said, oh, look, a lot of you people might see this as something different, but this is pretty common in Korea. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just like, okay. Making it an actual sudden death playoff. <laughs> yeah. Not but, a death playoff. Yeah, it was just like get get this over and done with. I don't know. It was weird. Just you'd think go to a different hole. And probably the thing that I most enjoyed about it was there was very limited crowds, and because the mics were so good, it was almost like they had them mic'd up. So talking the whole way through, you could hear Minji and her caddy talking through. What am I trying to do here? How she hit? It was beautiful. So 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 clear. Um, but yeah, it was very. I'd never seen anything like. It. I don't know if anyone else had. Yeah, bizarre. Hmm. Okay. Well, what have we got to look forward to? What's this weekend? This weekend, we've got the Andalucia Masters in Spain. At Valderrama? Yep. So that's, uh, that's you know, still a big week. John Rahm's hung, hung around. Uh, Fitzpatrick, Weisberger, uh, Kamer, Peters, 
Arnau. The sock. Uh, the sock. Who's the sock? Marcel Seam. I've got, got to write those names down. Marcel Seam. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Bobby Mack. Beef Johnson. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a you know a pretty solid crowd for a middle of uh, October tournament, which is good. What's the tournament name again, uh, Mike? Is it Andalucia? Yeah, it looks close enough for us skips. Yep, something like that. I'm not Spanish. I won't, I'll just say that's what it is. At Valderrama. Yeah, I used to think it was Andalu uh, Andaluca, and but it might be Andalucia, but it's it's U C I A. I'll say Andalucia. Yeah. You're going with Andalucia? Is that your final answer? That's my final. Lock it in. Michael Campbell's playing. Well, his hood. That's his hood. He's, uh, is it? Yeah, he's based out of Spain now, and uh, he's been in Spain for many, many years. I think he's down south on the, on the coast there, down the Algarve or somewhere around there, and uh, has a coaching school business at one of the you know, resort courses down there. I think he does pretty well. He um, He's a guy that I could see winning on the, on the senior tour um, yeah. Soon enough, in like the next twelve months, he's he's. You can he see there's something coming back. Yeah, he's played a few tournaments. I don't know. He played in the Open. Um, I don't know if he's qualified in the in the US, but if they've they've played a couple of tournaments over in Europe, and he's shown a little bit, I, I could see him actually winning something. You still forget yeah. that he won the 05 US Open. Yep, yep. And I think uh, uh, Baden. Baden talks a bit about him when I go to my golf lessons because he was sort of hanging around with the same coach or, you know, who he was learning from at the time. Was it Gary? Gary Edwin? Yeah. Baden's Gary, so if if Michael, if Cambo was Gary, it would be Gary. Yeah. Yeah, I must find out. I think my my other family name drop story, but my cousin did some admin work for Michael Campbell at one of his golf schools. She was a golfer and lives in Gibraltar. I grew up down there, and uh, I think she did some work for Cambo's golf school at some stage. Yeah, Cambo in in the mid to late nineties was top of the top of the pops. Absolutely, people forget ninety five British Open. He was thereabouts with about three or four holes to play. I remember, like there was effectively in my mind three golfers that were head to toe Nike. Like they were the they were the, the Nike crew. And it was Duval, Tiger, and Michael Campbell. Yep. <laughs> and Michael Campbell would be his all blacks, pretty much yep. kit, all black yep. head to toe. Yep. And he was an animal. Yep. Yeah. Damn good player. I think uh, won the Australian Amateur nineteen ninety one, ninety two, ninety two. Uh, I think he won the Australian Amateur nineteen ninety two. You would definitely know that. <laughs> I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> um. But no, a big week this week. Again, a lot of people will be betting um, John Rahm. I've got no idea um, at all. I do have the top Scott market ready for you, though, Ross. <laughs> Who we got? We've got oh, Bobby Mack, yeah. Richie Ramsey, yeah. Callum Hill, Connor Syme, Grant Forrest, David Law, David Drysdale, Mark Warren, Stephen Gallagher, and Scott Jameson. I feel like it's the same people every week. It is. That's to be. <laughs> good Good crop of Scottish golfers there. Who do you reckon I'm going to go for? I think, you know what? I think you're going to go, I think you're tossing up between Bobby Mack and Grant Forrest. You're right. You're dead spot on 100%. Uh, and I'm going to go with Grant Forrest because... I'm too. I like that. He's he's uh, playing well. Uh, if you watched him in uh, in Madrid last week, mm. I think he had a hole in one. Uh, yep. he, was on, he was on fire. He's been playing really well this year, won his first European Tour event. Uh Formative years at Craigie Law, North Berwick boy. Good luck to you, Grant Forrest. Go, 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 go. Um, but Bobby Mack would be good to see Bobby Mack get some form back. You know, yep. Golf needs Bobby Mack firing. Um, so, Bobby Mack, good luck to you and all the other Scots. Good luck to them. Yeah. To, to clarify, it was 1992. <laughs> You're unbelievable with your knowledge of that stuff. Right. So, you're going with Andalucia. Yep. Uh, Rocket, what are you going with? And what's it called? I'm gonna find out. Find out what? Well, how do you pronounce Andalou? I don't know. Give it a go. Andal- I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a bogan skip and go Andalucci. Andalucci. Okay. Fair enough. No wrong, I'm no gonna, wrong answers. It's like when I say to, uh, to the mother-in-law, "Oh, look like you've served up some ganache." <laughs> well, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to go with the British, the British tourists. It's, it's down the south of Spain, down near Seville, um, Sevilla, Seville, whatever you can. I'm going to go with Andalusia. There you go. I'm going with the, the, the lift. I'm going with the, the British tourist version, Andalusia. That's it. All right, we're going down to Andalusia for our holidays. Like, yeah, it's the, ki- the King's Lisp. Right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, beautiful ending, I think. No, it could be any of those. Oh, none of them would surprise me. Uh, Valderrama, Rocket, do you, you're the course uh, guru. Do you rate Valderrama? It has in the world top 100 courses. No? Too hard? They've played the Ryder Cup there a few times. It's really tough. Mm. It's, somehow it seems to get into some ratings stuff. Don't know why. Trees in the Don't middle. know how. It's a course that I remember with trees in the middle of the fairway. Oh, so double hazard. Yeah. I can't, remember, a, I can't, remember, what, I can't remember which hole it is, but there's trees in the middle of the fairway. There's yeah. a, if you're in Perth and you want to see a tree in a fairway, there's a nine-hole course called Point Walter, and it's just off Canning Highway. It's two, five minutes out of the city, and I reckon it's the fifth or sixth hole it's a par four. I want to say it's uphill, then it drops down, and I want to say the whole hole is about three thirty. And there's a tree as big as you've ever seen in the fairway at about eighty meters out from the green. You can't go over it, or you need to really go high to go over it, or you need to hit something very low, two hundred and thirty meters. It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Can you play that on um, a big swing golf simulator at a big swing golf venue <laughs> around the country? Can you can you play that course on that? Because you can Valderrama if you want to go and check that I out. Know. When big swing golf <laughs> venues are open in Sydney and Melbourne, but they are in Queensland, South Australia. Oh, Australia. I've got another one. So the the uh, the first hole is the first hole. No, it might be the second hole at uh, the little nine holer near the, uh, the the old zinc factory down in uh, down outside of Hobart, the Risdon, not far. Actually, it's not near the prison, but Risden and uh, par three, and you're hitting over trees. Your yeah, right. shot actually has to go over trees to the green. Okay. And for any of you, any of you uh, juniors that played golf in the in the Jack Newton Sub Junior Classic around uh, the course that is no more Cessnock, uh, my home course for in my childhood years, uh, the fourth hole, the old fourth hole, uh, had a clump of trees right in the middle of the fairway, right in my. 225 meter bomb distance uh, but yeah there's always gum trees right in the middle of the fairway there you go oh, we need to do some research on what hole it actually has the trees in the middle of the fairway at Valderrama uh, looking forward to seeing a bit of European tour and the, in the States where are we where, where are we going to PJ tour we're still in Vegas yeah the Summit Club which yeah. is where all, where all the pros hang out yep it's a it's a funny week. We've never been here before. So last year they played Shadow Creek, where Jason Kokrak won, um, and he's a he's a you know a, we'll call him a Vegas lad. He's sponsored by MGM, and he plays at Shadow Creek. So that was great for him. This hates week the, hates the blood money. Well, uh, this week it's uh, our mate Cole. So this is Colin Morikawa's home course. Uh, so a lot of people are very keen on Cole this week. He said uh, he plays here a lot. Can up to 36 holes any given day. Um, has a little leg up on everyone else. Uh, the other guys that play a bit here, Kograk plays a little bit here from what I understand. I think Jason Day plays here a bit because what's his name? The um, Who's the coach? It's the... Not Butch. No, David. Um, oh. I don't know. Damn. If I had social media account, if I had my Instagram account, I could tell you, but I don't, and I'm not going to go look for it. Um, well, there's a few. There's a few here. Maverick McNeely is another one uh, that plays here as well. Uh, plays a lot of golf here as well. So uh, that, that, that's pretty much what everyone's stuck looking at the tournament. It's uh, it's bent greens, biggish fairways. Uh, you're sort of going on the reports of what the course is like. Uh, but the most people that are having a look at who they want to bet on, they're looking at guys like Colin Morikawa, Jason Kograk, Maverick McNeely because they know they know the course. Um, over and above that, you'd probably be looking at someone who's coming in with a bit of form. So you might look at someone like um, someone like Leishman. <laughs> the leash, yeah. The leash. It's, it's, a, it's a big, it's a big field um, because it's a no cut event. Uh, there's a lot of money to be made, so it's no surprise. DJ, Justin Thomas, Sander, Spieth, Rory, Brooks, Usti, 
very managed in a lot of good form. Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler, last week's winner, Sung Jay. Tony Finau. Tony Finau is probably one of the my top five picks. Uh, Victor Hovland, Matsuyama, Simpson, Ansis, Cam Smith, English, Leash. The, chiropr- here. the chiropractors in this one too got a sponsor's exemption. He did. He did. Uh, and if you think he's played there, yeah, he, well, you never know. I know he does. He, he practices there a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, it's, I'm going to have to search it now. Why, why is the CJ Cup no cut? Is it just the CJ Cup? That's what they do? Or I think this is yeah, one yeah. that was a normally the, at um, Nine Bridges, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 In my mind, it's the course where JT won a couple of times and he got one in a playoff from Leash, I think, um, when yes. it was over in Korea. They play yeah. those back-to-backs, the Japan and the Korea one. Was that the one where Leash had a three-wood into like the par five and he's like lost it way right or something like that? That's the one I'm thinking of because I know I backed JT that week and that was as bad a three-wood as I've ever seen Leash hit in his life, but I was okay with it because it meant that JT won. But it was a big, a super big fan that kind of ended up 20, 30 metres deep in the water. But, yeah, it'll, it'll be – look, you can't argue with the field. It's some good golfers. It'll be interesting to see the guys after the Ryder Cup. It's been a long season for a lot of guys. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many are still got a little bit of get up and go. So who are you going? Who are you tipping? Uh, I'm going to stick with it with absolutely no confidence whatsoever. I mean, if I was going to say the one guy I'd pick, it'd be Colin. Um, but after that, I'd, I'd just put a few small bets on the guys that are that have either know the course like McNeely or Kokrak, and then it'd be guys with a bit of form, so someone like maybe Sam Burns or Fee now, just sticking with those guys. Top Aussie? Top Aussie, I would probably go with Leash. Leash? So you've got yeah. Matty Jones, Jason Day, Adam Scott, uh, and Cameron Davis, Mark Leishman. And, uh, that's a bit okay. Cam Davis, Cam Davis could be one. Um, he played pretty well last week, and um, yeah, he's the sort of guy that I, you know, a bit like we talked about Herbie when he first came out. This sort of West Coast sort of um, courses and Vegas and that's the Aussies seem to do well. Texas, we have it. We have our parts of the world where we seem to go okay. Yeah, it's a good field, isn't it? Harry Higgs, mm. Dustin Johnson, Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley, Bush Kepler, Jordan Spieth, Tyrrell, Tyrrell. It's, it's pretty much everyone from the Ryder Cups there, Sergio. Mm, I think Rahm's probably the only one, and he's at, in um, Spain. Max, Max playing? Tommy, Rory. Max is there, yep. Colin. Yeah, so he, he, he'll, is, is Jolly D there as well? They'll be hitting the – because they're the – because then they've oh, – I, I don't know if Damon got in. Did Joel Damon get in? No, 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 so what will happen, so happen is that you'll have – this will be this will be interesting, the stories that might come out, because you'll have Max um, – you'll have Max – Max plays um, cash games with like um, Colt yep. and and a few of those boys out, out there. Yep, they um, do. Shadow Creek, I think they play normal. Yeah, they the do. other one. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, they I know they played. Um, Joel played last week, and they. Oh, Kiz is the other one that plays with them. I think. Okay. Oh, Harry Higgs as well, because uh, Harry Higgs and Joel um, went out for a couple of quite yeah. light beers, uh, I believe, after the final round last week, which is which is always funny. Uh, well, yeah, I'm just going to take the opportunity to give another little plug uh, for another podcast, the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. If you want to listen to the last episode, it's actually with a member from the Summit Club, uh, Matty Snyder, who plays on the mini tours, who's, who's trying to um, make it onto the Corn Ferry. He's one of Jamie's clients and he's a member at Summit Club and we have a great chat. Uh, it was World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October and he... Tells us a little bit of uh, his experience with mental health and you know dealing uh, as a professional golfer with ADHD and uh, and the like and it's quite an open and honest uh, chat. Very interesting. Um, it was great to be on the other end of the, the listening machine uh, and we have a chat about the um, comfort stations at the Summit Club, which it's a pretty exclusive place and they've got uh, not only just the you know, what we call a halfway house, uh, they've got comfort stations adorning the place and. You just get a frozen mojito or something like that. And at the end of the round, uh, if you want to do so, you can throw in a line in the dam, which is obviously fully stocked with the finest of trout. And uh, you can go trout fishing at the Summit Club. There you go. Um, but if you want to listen to a really good podcast with a really good guy, professional golfer who's just uh, trying to make his way in the world, 
he's a member out there and uh, it's a really good one. There you go. Mm. Thanks. Sounds good. It is. It was. One of mine. It's great. <laughs> just, um, just ask me, I'll tell you. <laughs> the follow-up from before, speaking of mental mastery, yes. um, Herbie's currently 51 in the world. So he's <laughs> right on the border. Yeah, so he's all out trying to finish this year in in uh, whenever the the cutoff is, if it's after the race to Dubai, top fifty, so he gets that qualification for the Masters. That's yeah. that's his, you know. Yeah. I, well, top fifty is qualification for not only Masters, I think that automatically for the US Open as well. Mm-hmm. And the- I, I know they do a cut at um, December thirty first. They must do. They might do another one as well. Yeah, and get those um, the race to Dubai guys in. So that'd be good. Be really good to be seen. Seen make it. Yep. Yeah, I'm surprised that he's still actually 15. He hasn't drifted, but maybe that's just the state of the game at the moment. Who knows? But um, it, well, it's this time of the year when there's not too many other. There's not too many. Um, well, in terms of not being drifted, because there's other players that would be ahead of him that aren't playing in a lot of these other events, yeah. and then vice versa. Then a lot of people aren't dropping because the people that aren't playing, they're not defending a lot of points. Yeah. 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 Correct. Yeah. Oh well, we'll see how we uh, how the young man from uh, Bendigo uh, finishes up. He's, he'll have Dom as a party. Look out for the big, the big uh, left hand on the. Uh, no, he's not left hand. No, he's not left hand up. Look well, out for the big fellow on the bag. So, so I'm going to assume that he's going to try and finish the year strong, mm. then probably take a bit of a break before hitting the. I reckon he'll miss the. Oh, it depends because you, you can do the Hawaii swing. Mm-hmm. I'll go straight Coast. to Tory Pines if you can get him. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Do you go? Do you do that, that first month in July or do you just, just, just forget about January? I mean, not July, January, mm-hmm. and you just take a bit of a break, get your, achieve what you need to do in terms of making sure you're top 50 yep. and then give yourself four weeks or so off and then hit the West Coast swing. Yeah. Well, I think most of the guys are going to be looking at Tory, the players, and then having a couple of weeks before the Masters. They're probably going to throw in one or two more uh, just to be prepared. Uh, if you can make hay while the sun shines before that, um, yeah, it'd be good Good to set himself up. I think uh, uh, one of the things that will weigh on his mind at the end of the year is what happens with coming back to Australia, how long he has to... If he quarantine. does quarantine for, you know, that's something that he didn't find um, a really pleasurable thing, obviously, uh, and that'll probably be one of the dictators of him coming mm. back or not coming back. If, if he still has to quarantine, he'll probably stay over there and do get best prepared for all of that and reside himself that uh, he's another year in the States. Um, well, it sounds like the new rules are going to be a little bit better. They're going to be, um, it'll be one week instead of two and at home, so a lot more enjoyable than two weeks in a hotel room. I saw that the uh, the two WA tournaments have been canned that were set for the start of November, and surely that's just because no one can get into Western Australia yeah. to play golf. So that's not not going to help them. Uh, when when are we going to be able to go back to Barnboogle? Because that is not left my mind for one iota of golfing second, uh, Mike. Since we went, yep. Um, when are we going to be able to look at planning that? Um, my guess would be. Vic won't have any problem with his travelling um, as of the 1st of November. It'll be Tasmania. The Tasmania won't be letting us in. <laughs> Tasmania will want to get their vaccination rates above 80 double dose before they decide to join the rest of the country, a bit like WA. So until that happens, um, there'll be no Barnboogle, there'll be no King Island. it would be more of a chance to be heading up to uh, Queensland or South Australia or anywhere else. Oh, about the Queensland one. Oh, Hunter Valley. Maybe we can go to the Hunter Valley. There you go. Um, how's Ma Rocket? She's got a T-shirt. The T-shirt has arrived. Uh, I'm waiting said uh, promotional photo shoot from Ma Rocket to be sent across. <laughs> yeah, it arrived. She's happy. Okay. Have it, uh, have it fit. Have it looked all right. Have everything's okay. Good. Uh, and, good. and Rocket, I've, I'm giving you a month's notice or month and a bit. Now... 27th of November, our time, the biggest tournament of the year, the match, Brooks v. Bryson. I'm going to need you to do some homework, figure out who's going to win. 
<laughs> well, be on TV, we, we just won't be able to watch it in Australia. Well, it's, and it's 12 holes. How good's that? It's 12 holes. It's 12 holes. Half sets? <laughs> sunset, half sets and sunsets. It's actually copped a fair bit of flack from a lot of uh, corners. Uh, this, you know, the whole beat up of this match and, and the guys' rivalry and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's a bit smelly in a lot of people's uh, mindsets. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is the thing that, and I talked about this almost this time last year, and the thing that annoys me about Brooks doing this is that <clears throat> it's counterintuitive to he talks about the majors and all this other stuff. Yeah. He's had an issue with his knee all year. He should not have come back. You're sure he's finished second in the PJ and all that sort of stuff, but it's like you're not ready. Like yeah. you, 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 you should be doing proper freaking rehab, mm-hmm. get your body 100% so that instead of you like finishing second because you're probably a little bit, you know, you're pushing, pushing the envelope with your body, you're actually contending again and being a dominant player again when it comes to majors. Yeah. And him doing these things, like he, he, he's, he's basically is, you know, turning into as gimmicky as, as what the, the fraud is. So him doing this match is just, let's say he generates money for charity or whatever it is. Yeah. Tickety-boo, woohoo. But you've got to make a decision. Are you, 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 are you serious about this or are you just about, like, come, come on, man. What's his beer? Is it Michelob or Coors yeah, or Michelob, Michelob. Michelob? They should have a deal that they should play skins. And if you win the skin and you're Bryson, Brooks has to chug a protein shake after that hole. And on each hole, whoever the, the loser has to have a protein shake or a beer. If Bryson has to do the beers and, and Brooks has to do the protein shakes. And that that would sort him out after six holes. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. And no, I agree. I saw Brooks played last week at Shriners and I was people were like, oh, he's the best player. And, yeah, quality. He's easily in the top two or three, but he's not winning this tournament. He's not easy to go to the boxing match on Sunday night and take Jenner off to the club of an evening and just – ease into a week before he plays the the big tournament next week. That's it. That's He's it. in Vegas. He's in Vegas just walking yeah. it up. You know, how much how much free stuff can I extract out of this week? Yeah. Yeah. There's a free hotel room because I'm Brooks Kepka. <laughs> oh, I'll get an upgrade to the penthouse suite. Thank you very much. Go see a couple of tables. This is this is not a tonality about the Brooks Kepka that we would have heard from Rocket previous Mike before you were joining us. Uh there. It was all, it was all love when I started. Absolutely, he's now he's yeah. I don't know whether it's socials. Maybe the socials make him happier. <laughs> well, we no. I, I, look, it shows I'm impartial. I will call someone out. Yep. Yep. No, that's uh, quality reporting, Rocket. Quality reporting, indeed. But I just want to, uh, in wrapping up. I just want to re-put out there the uh, job notice board, the public service announcement. If you don't want to be uh, Rocket's personal admin, uh, social media uh, reconciler, daily reconciler. The ambassador, daily, the social sh- media the ambassador. Short, the short notes um, for Team Rocket. Uh, as I said, the very lucrative offer of uh, first dibs at any promotional material that comes across the path here, T-shirts. <laughs> version 1, you'll get a back catalogue of version 1, and version 2, a sticker pack. There's probably some um, tailor-made tour responses over there with the old logo on there. You can probably have some of those. There's maybe some inside golf ones. Um, yeah, basically, name your price, and uh, and you could be in. And you've got well, to be able- maybe maybe a couple of the acolytes out there. They you know with me being off the air for the last ten weeks, maybe the acolytes have got a little bit of free time. You know, just to maybe they could fill it. Smart jobs. Way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you you. Even though it's a not a face-to-face role, there's no guarantees of golf or getting to meet Rocket in person. Um, there's no guarantees of that. Uh, we're not coming around to Rocket's place for dinner and catch-ups, uh, but you will need to be double vaccinated, just saying that. Yeah. Yep. And you're not getting any shortbreads. Oh, oh God. That could have been the, the sealer. That was it. That was, that was, the, that was sure. the bow. That could have been the sealer. Like, someone's, someone's sitting there going, please say shortbreads, please say shortbreads, say shortbreads, I'm in. My kids aren't allowed to touch them. <laughs> hey, they're not. There's a reason why I've been removed from the supply chain when the packages have been sent to both of you gentlemen. Because they weren't getting through. Because they won't get through. <laughs> uh, 
probably about time for a bit of a top up. I don't know how you're how you're going, Mike, at your end, but uh, they didn't. They did on no word of a lie. They didn't last twelve hours. <laughs> and, and the only reason they lasted two hours was because I left one of each flavor for the wife to try. Look, <laughs> if you followed this far, you know it's an hour and four. You know, thank you very much. You obviously know what the shortbread story is. Um, it sort of comes like this: Ma Rocket gets gathers up a you know plastic tub. Maybe it's, you know, been recycled or, or, you know, it's come from the Port Arthur Chinese shop or something like that. She cleans it out and she puts in the, the shortbreads in there and, and they're layered. They're perfectly layered. Wow. And so there's two layers. Don't forget the, the paper. Yeah, the and, the, paper. And, the, and, the, and the butcher's paper, the wax paper's in there and it's all beautifully presented. But it just makes it so easy just to have like a couple and then go, ooh, I just want to meet that line up. I'll just have one more. Ooh, I might just finish the whole top deck. And three, then three, three cups, three cups of tea, and they're gone. That's like Gonzo, and they're like, anyway, Mar uh, Rocket, you should be in business. You know, like you should, I'm sure if you are you in business down there at Port Arthur selling these famous family centuries old recipe, should be. Um, but I'm sure if Rocket gets a personal social media assistant, non-paid, non-facing, non-meeting, no golf, only a free T-shirt. Um, I'm sure we can get some of those uh, things coming up. Yeah, it depends on the quality of the work. You know? Fair <laughs> Call it crowdsourcing, you know. Okay. But just pay, uh, pay, some... for, pay for play. Uh, very good. All right, guys, uh, enough of the fun and frivolities. It's been an hour and six minutes of uh, great catching up with you. Thanks again, as always, for your contributions. Um, once again, Val Valet, uh, Rent and Laidlaw. And we'll see you next week on the Mile of Golf podcast. Until then, very good golfing and uh, all the best. All the best. All the best. All the best, Ross. All the best. All the best. All the best. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah. so you're just going to rip with the music. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>